Okay, so you have no idea what we're talking about today. No, no. It's nice. It's always nice doing these days because I get to sit opposite you for longer than five minutes and you sit still because you are so busy. You're like, you know, with small dogs, their heartbeats go faster and mice, their hearts beat go, you know, there's, apparently there's, a, a, there's, a, there's a, a fixed number of heartbeats per creature and a, a mouse goes do, 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 and use them all up. You're like that. You move so fast. So sitting you down and looking up, looking at you, sitting opposite me is We're nice. pretty sure that I have ADHD. I've never been diagnosed, but if you go to the tick list of ADHD... I've there was a compliment tickled. in there, believe me. <laughs> yeah, so I thought... Well, there was a couple of things that made me come up with this idea for our podcast today. We have, I think, and we should pat ourselves on the back for this. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe we should commit ourselves to it. We've talked so honestly mm. about so many things that... The mistakes that we've made, the real lows of our marriage, mm-hmm. the real difficulties, your incredible um, um, journey into sobriety and keeping sober for the last 16, 17 years. We've talked about depression, we've talked about marriage guidance counselling, we've talked, talked about, about our fears and our worries with our children, we've talked about jealousy, we've talked about so many things, mm. all the negative I mean, people might call them negative. That's our dog in the background, if you hear that. People might call them negative, but I don't. I just see it as part of a relationship and part of life. I mean, the whole world uh, gives a perfect image, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think it's important to stress, and we do reiterate this quite a few times on these podcasts, that the reason we sometimes sit opposite each other and go into difficult areas is not to give each other a dressing down or to tear each other apart. It's actually about building each other up. And I think what's quite telling is sometimes I see in the comments... People haven't stayed to the end. They haven't realised that actually yeah. we're going into stuff to come out of it and find yeah. the ways we've managed it, cope with it or not. Yeah. And it's you interesting because sometimes people say, why do you go on about things in yeah. such detail? Yeah. But I think that it's is what us. makes this podcast and this experience for us really, well, gruelling can be, but also, you know, valuable, it is, it is valuable. Yeah. Because I think, and I'm, sh- and, and this is the same for our marriage, is that most problems in a marriage come from a place of not knowing or not being able to communicate mm. and not being able to voice how you feel, good and bad. I often feel, though, with that criticism about, you know, why do you ask so many questions, don't think about things too much? I, you know, I get... And I think I, sometimes we do. No, 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 I, well, I think so. But at the same time, I do, I do come from the school of thought that thinks, you know, we've been afforded this remarkable thing that's our brain. I do think when we talk about our parenting on our Confessions of a Modern Parent podcast, I do think that for me, the definition of a good parent or a parent that's doing their best, if not a good parent, is one that's constantly questioning how one parents. I mean, I think if you just come from a position of, I do it well and that's what I am, I think you're in trouble. But I think if you're constantly interrogating, I think the same standards can apply to being in a marriage. Yes, you could argue that you end up navel-gazing a bit too much, but we do have a sense of fun. We do have a sense of childish kind of enjoyment with each other. We do take it seriously too. And I think taking it seriously isn't just about being boring. It's about, maybe that's, we'll discuss in a minute, I don't know, maybe that's one of the reasons we've stayed together, is that we care to think about it a lot. Yeah, we, we do care to think about it. And I think, and our, our, so anyway, back to why I thought we would do this particular podcast, which you still don't know what it's about. I don't really know. I'm is, uh, this morning I was do doing a live on yeah. Instagram and Mark was being very, very irritating. But to be fair to him, now put them down. It's annoying well, just, because people are listening and they don't know what you're doing. He's putting earrings on. He's so right, annoying. Because uh, it's distracting. I'm it trying to finish what I'm, I'm saying. You're just I'm mucking sorry. about like a four-year-old boy at the back of the class. Sorry. No wonder I can never finish a bloody thought. 
And this was going to be such a positive podcast. All right, calm down then. So I was doing a live this morning on Instagram, and as usual, rather like now, he was just being an absolute idiot in the background. But it was very funny, I have to say. Even though he annoys me, he's funny. And I could just, I just noticed that there was lots of comments going up with people saying, oh, you've got such a good relationship. Oh, you've got such a fun relationship. And people do say this to me a lot, friends of mine, colleagues, when I'll say something like, oh, why don't you da-da-da with your partner? Or why don't... And they go, oh, well, well, well they're, no, but they're not like Mark. They're not, we're not like you and Mark. And um, like, like in a positive way. Mm. And I know also on our YouTube comments, there's lots of people say, oh, you two in your relationship. And I thought, why don't we, for a change, talk about what we think is good about our relationship? Mm. Because I think what I'm starting to pick up is that a lot of people, because we're just in our relationship, yeah, yeah, yeah. up to the muck of it, annoying each other, pissing yeah. each other off, frustrated with each other. But the way you rolled yet, your sleeves up reminded me of that elephant. Do you remember that we saw where they had to take all the poo out of its bottom? That was really odd, like really, really scrubbing up. I just something. literally don't want to do this podcast with you. <laughs> That's <was> very funny. <laughs> yeah, go on. No, no, Mark, you take the floor. You no, speak. no, no. You it's just start. as you did that, I thought you were like, right, let's get mucky. But we're not getting mucky. This is positive. I like this. Go on, carry on. I'm no, not I saying like thing. You now, you now speak. No, because you're We've saying... had stupid Diamante earrings. We've had you talking about elephants' on. arms up people's bums. <laughs> no, no. What no, is this? No, elephants' arms. <laughs> <laughs> no, human arms up. Human <laughs> Now, that would be an image to conjure with. My God, elephant arms up human bums. I didn't think that sentence <laughs> would even emerge from your mouth. No, sorry. I digress. Sorry. But you were, you were rolling your sleeves up. And, well, and I literally think... don't know where I started and what I've said. So no, 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 up. no. No, this is your idea. It's a very good idea. So talking about the fact that a lot of people do... You're right. I mean, Izzy, my oldest, has said this. She, you know, and Maddie sometimes says it, you know, that there is an element of you can look to a relationship, you know, at times like as when it's going well and it's looking fun and all that kind of stuff. And I suppose there is, for some people outside of it, something that's aspirational I guess mm. I don't know or I some... suppose the funny thing is in the world of social media everybody is always giving out a perfect yes, life yes. and I think we we pride ourselves on giving the truth and yes. imperfect because I think a perfect life is an imperfect life that's what I believe and so and so maybe sometimes we forget that there is other stuff actually that yeah. is maybe not perfect but like you say aspirational in mm. the yeah, people would like to know, oh, I'd like a bit more of that in my relationship. It's funny, though, it, just as you say that, it's funny, isn't it? Because so many voices, and we hear so many, of, we, we read and hear so many of your lovely, constructive comments. Vast majority are very supportive, very understanding, very uh, kind. Yeah, 99%. But it's funny, one Confessions of a Modern Parent chat that we did, where we perhaps said, I think we said something like, maybe we could pat ourselves on the back for that. Oh, God. That's the second time she's knocked that over. It was in the office, that stupid thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Sorry. I nearly had a heart attack. I Let's thought that was it. a She knocked shot. it over in the other podcast, Confessions of Modern Parent. Now her? you've brought it in here and she's knocked it over Sorry. there. It's a long tube. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? I don't Oh I think we God. just got to start again. No, 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 this. no. So one of the in one of those confessions of a modern parent, where we perhaps just God, God forbid, said, you know, oh, let's you know let's t pull the dogs off ourselves and say, oh, maybe we did the right thing. Someone called us self congratulatory. <laughs> self congratulatory. So there is a de look. Here's the thing, guys. If this is the only one of these chats you've seen, we've probably recorded eighty six where we've hammered at each other and yeah. ourselves mercilessly. Yeah, all the rest of the series yeah. actually is again though. 
not hammering. No, no. Just absolutely. being honest, honest. Because I think the thing is, like, I know, even when I was much younger and things would go wrong within our family and everyone mm. would be devastated. And even then, when I was young, I, I was a counsellor, actually, even as a young person. And I would say, what you don't know is this happens in every family, just people don't share it. Mm. And that's why a lot of people do look at us and go, God... The oversharers, and I wear it quite proudly. I'm, mm. I'm okay with being an oversharer. Yeah, yeah. I actually am because I think we're in the minority. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I think have. if you're oversharing, it's not authentic and mm. it's not not real. Now, when I say authentic, I there will be lots of stuff that we don't share, of course. And mm. and some people might say, "Well, how authentic are you?" Because I'm sure you're this and I'm sure you're that. Mm. What we say is our truth. That mm. doesn't mean we tell every single no, part of, course, of our lives. It's a whole lot, yeah. lot more. Yeah. But I thought, and it might be very difficult. This might be a very short podcast. I don't know. <laughs> That's nice. But so when, are we talking about compatibility? Yeah. What 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 makes us compatible? Mm. Because I think people see a lot of us in our reality show on YouTube. If you're just listening to this on podcast, mm. on our YouTube um, channel, we have a family reality show. So people see us very much in uh, in situ, mm. in ourselves. Mm. And okay, well, what yeah. would you say the first thing is that what sort of pings to the top of your list about what makes us makes compatible? Us compatible? I've got one, I think I've got we very... laugh at the same, not all the same things. Because we sometimes have a very different sense of mm. humour. But I think every day we laugh. And I remember that's a hangover for me with my dad. Always saying, right when we were tiny, you just throw this about, this, this sentence, you know, unless you can have a good belly laugh a day, what is the point of mm. it? What is the point of it? And I, I really feel that. Mm. If I have a whole day without having a good laugh, then I feel sad. I feel really sad. I, yeah, I and mean, if I... you don't have somebody that has a sense of humour, oh my God, well, I would never be with anyone that did I mean, I do worry. I mean, we did, I think our last podcast was all about how I can be too crude sometimes and I can take things too far. Parking that to one side, I think you're right. I think we're both, what really connects us in a big way is that we're both incredibly dark and yet perversely very childlike and I would even say Silly. of myself, optimistic in, yes. a, in a weird way. Yes. I mean, you know, I wouldn't still be here if I actually followed through on most of the feelings that I have And about I think the that's world. a good point because I'm just thinking of the listener that may be with somebody that mm. isn't optimistic. And mm. believe you me, on some days, Mark can really bring me down with his no, complete no. inability to be optimistic yeah, but, about but, anything. Even good news becomes bad news. Yeah, but really I quick. would say that, the, and I think this is a really important distinction for but anyone who deals essence. with, yeah, but with mm. exactly, with anyone who deals or lives with someone with depression. Mm. This is why I think so many comedians are suffer from depression. You yeah. can be very funny and yeah. you can even have an optimistic take on the way yeah. you view things. And yet fundamentally in your soul, you can be very dark and very dour and very down and very mm. depressed, essentially. And that, I, I sit firmly in that camp. But I do like the way we connect over stuff that makes us both laugh. We can laugh about the same things. We don't always laugh about the same things. But we will see, we, we catch ourselves so many times. And I feel that there are moments where only we get the level of darkness we're willing to go to. I think sometimes I found it really hard, the concept that you are depressed. Because I always think you're not depressed. I think that you have massive anxiety. I don't see you as a depressed person. Because 
anyone, you can laugh so deeply. But they, and that so goes to the heart of misunderstanding what depression, depression is. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like over the years. I thought, mm. how can somebody that is that can be so happy mm. be be also suffer from depression? Um, because it's a front of house even happiness. When even when you're really no, no, because I know you well enough to know when you're really laughing. Mm. No, I'm not no, no, talking no, no. about when you're performing or playing the clown. No, but... I'm talking about sometimes I watch you when you're laughing with the kids and mm. I think, I don't even laugh like that. That mm. deep, deep laughter. And I'm a big laugher. I don't laugh like that. You are so mm. happy and you are so joyful in that moment. It's a mania. It's a mania. And no, I think but that... I love it. No, no, no. And I, but I think, again, that's where that sort of... Without wishing to go on about mental health, I think yeah, that's, where, that's where the bipolarism keep, kicks in. Because I think a lot of... You know, I can feel maniacally up and I can then feel yeah, maniacally down. down. And the thing I try to do as much as possible, like a lot of people do, is hide as much as possible, unsuccessfully a lot of the time, when I'm feeling down. And it's when I don't hide it is when it infects and interferes with family life. But this is a positive chat. This is a positive chat. So compatibility. I think compatibility, sense of humour. So first of all, sense humor, of humour. Gallows, gallows sense humor. of humour. Yeah. And I think you love to shock. I think, and you love it that I'm so shockable because I think the childlikeness, mm. your mother is childlike still. My parents, though they can be very much the elders, they're also extremely childlike. Mm. And I think that's the essence of a relationship that can work. If mm. you are, we met um, Izzy's boyfriend for the first time the other day and I loved him the first second he yeah, walked the, the door. I mean, this is no exaggeration, the first he walked, second. Because it wasn't anything, it, there was just playfulness mm. in him. And um, they don't listen to this podcast, so I think I'm fairly safe saying this. I actually thought, wow, if Izzy spent the rest of her life with this man, I would be so happy. And that was in the first mm. minute. And that's because he had playfulness about mm. him. And I mm. think, you know, what I would always say to the girls is... That sad dog doing her ablutions. No, she's rolling around having fun. Oh, okay. It's very sweet, actually. Um, um, is, is, is choose someone that's kind mm. and someone that's playful. Playful is a very important Don't forget word. about, and we've missed that out with the kids, because actually that is, I've, I, I've talked to them a lot about choosing kind, but actually what I love in people is playfulness. Mm. All my mm. friends, all the people I like most at work, everybody that I like is, is smart. They have to be smart, they have to be kind, and they have to be playful. Mm. It's and any other shit that they've got, I will bear it, I will love it, I will put up with it, I will deal with it, but I have to have those three components. And you have those three components in bucket loads. You're super smart, you're super kind. Your mum hates when people use super. You're extraordinarily smart, <laughs> you're devastatingly kind, and you're playful. Right. And those three things will get you out of any shit that's going on in your relationship eventually. But it's really interesting you should say that, because, of course, rather than this becoming a sort of sickening, saccharine process of us telling each other how wonderfully well we're not well really. No, 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 we're not. We're absolutely not. But when I look back at those relationships, and I won't name them, but when I look back at those relationships that didn't work with me, it's funny, one of the major components that really sort of, you know, I hit a snag with in, in the sort of longer-term relationships I had was a resistance in the partner that I had to my playfulness. Uh, and Why do you think she was resistant? Well, there was a couple of relationships and, and in two very different ways. One wanted to control me a lot more and was quite controlling. The other one just found it. They found it. Um, they just found it silly, but not do silly as in, was... not silly, let me answer, mm, not silly sorry. as in fun. 
They just found it unnecessary. And, and, and I'll tell you what it reminded, of, reminded me of. My nan, it came from my nan. And this, this was a huge problem for me because my grandmother, who rest her soul, you know, loved her dearly. But she, you know, as years go by, you realise the exertion that people, the Got control you. that, that mm. people exert on you from within your family. And you can still love them, but you come to a reality, don't you? A realism about what their impact on you actually was. And my nan, for whom, thank God, she was there because she rescued me from so many situations, she hated me being silly. I mean, hated silliness. Yeah, she always said, no, no, stop being silly. Oh, I mean, it drove All of her, us. Me oh, too. All of us. It drove oh, her to God, distraction. Oh, God, she's really crossing me if I was silly. Yeah, absolutely. And that must have been there when I was much younger as a child. So I must have probably felt quite controlled as a child. So as an adult, I very much feel like I want to unlock that child mm. within and all that kind of stuff. Can but, I just suggest the... something to you, though, yeah. just before, because I don't want to forget this bit. I would suggest that actually with silliness comes carefreeness. Mm. With carefreeness, when I'm thinking of your past relationships, could that actually, could they have felt threatened that that was an attractive part of you? You know, like some, Absolutely, this happens a lot yeah, with I'm men, sure. like the thing that they're attracted you to, they then try and dampen because they don't want anyone else to see it. Mm. I remember a boyfriend saying to me once when I was going out, don't laugh too much tonight, will you? Mm. And I was like, are you fucking having a joke? Mm. But it was obviously because me laughing mm. was something attractive. And I, I would suggest that actually to be kind to those other people, that it was about a fear of losing you. That playfulness. Absolutely. Because somebody that can play brings people in. Yeah, if you absolutely. think about it at school, the one that was mm. playful, and that's a really scary place to be if you are unable to play in the same way. Yes. And I think maybe even with your nan, when she didn't like you being playful, it also reminded her of the like the, the rigidity the, of the her rigidity life. of her mm. life. Because actually in deep inside of her, she was playful. You've only witty. got to yeah. remember her wit mm. to know how play mm. playful she was. And isn't it funny when you think back to um, um, couples counselling, when he said to us, we try and work out the things that weren't right in our relationships with our caregivers in our relationship. And you had a number of relationships mm. where the women that you were with treated you in a similar way that your grandmother did yeah. and tried to... Dampen. You to put your light under a bushel, your playfulness mm, mm. under a bushel. But I, w I would say that that's probably what accounted for it spilling out in things like addictive behaviour, compulsive behaviour, addiction and all that kind of stuff. was an absolute desire to sort of be more free. Well, you, it's free, often said in this free. household that if anyone should have trained to be an actor, it should have been me. I love that outward show-offy sort of thing. I'm an introvert, extroverted introvert, introverted extrovert. And I do think all of that, all of that side of me was a key part. And I think the other thing that comes with playfulness isn't just the threat perhaps of attraction and all that. I get that. But there was always the inference that I wasn't taking things seriously. It goes back to this like thing. That this I, binary thing that yeah, 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 yeah. But it goes back to this thing what that when I used to both? work when I used to work at institutions like the BBC or ITV and all this kind of stuff, there's there's this kind of unwritten rule in office speak. That if someone's having a good time in an office, they're not working, working hard. And yeah. it's such a bizarre correlation yeah. that actually, you know, you have to be dour and sour-faced and focused and miserable and, and, and unplayful in order to be sort of productive. It's absolute And that's why, do you remember when Apple first came out and they had these in huge... I don't know if anyone's ever watched the film, The Story of Apple and how mm. it started. And then they had these wide spaces and the bean bags mm. and ping pong and the whole world was like, what's this? Mm. And yet they had this incredible productivity. Yeah. Because... For, because we're all just grown-up children. Absolutely. So if we can incorporate play into our relationship yeah. 
or into our workplace, then we are more productive. And we're more productive in our relationship if we feel like we can sometimes break free of just being mm. bloody grown-ups with mm. all responsibility and just be silly. I do think compatibility... Another topic of... So playfulness is one, and within that we've talked about kindness and silliness as well. I mean, kindness is a massive one because... You can be playful and not be kind. You can be sort of, you know, a bit sort of... Yeah, I think so. I think so. You can be the kind of person who wants... To, you know, what do they... That awful phrase, the Nazi parlour games phrase, you know, where it's kind of like, you know, you, you, you're you going to have fun or you're, you're, you're out of here. And it's, it's yeah. like there can be controlling playfulness, absolutely, for sure. Yeah. But I think that kindness, kindness is key. But I also think one of the major compatibilities with us is us both supplying in our approach to family very different things um well i mean i don't i suppose i don't supply anything because i just it, it just comes as me no 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 but, well no 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 insofar as you know i didn't have a big extended busy family and i've always been drawn to that i've always liked that and i like your sense of family i felt it was a secure thing it kind of suggests something that i didn't have and i think going back to this idea that most relationships are about resolving or fixing or or, or dealing with stuff that you didn't have when you were younger i think you know i do find satisfaction in the fact that I could bring my two daughters that I'd already had to a sort of family sensibility. Yeah. I mean, we went through it again this weekend with Izzy meeting Izzy's boyfriend. You know, it was lovely to be able to go, but ah, yeah. and I could sit back as a father with a big family. And, then, you know, to a boy who spent most of his childhood on his own, it makes me tearful thinking about that because when we'd have this lovely weekend with Izzy, and, Izzy and her boyfriend, it leaves well. me feeling satisfied, but it doesn't change my sense of me. It You're leaves me feeling that. happy for those I love and those I care for and for those I've brought into the world. But I, I'm quite happy to fade away from it. I don't need to be part of that. I think you've got to work on that. Though. Yeah, no, I do. I think, sure I it's think not good. We, it's go not back, we go back to what are our measures of success. Mm. And, you know, to, you are a successful person. You know, you, you in your work, you're successful. In your, well, everything. Maybe you could be a bit nicer to yourself. I might be a bit more successful. But I think... The most one of the most important things that you've done in your life that you wouldn't recognize is you have stopped the pattern of the way your mm. childhood was in that you got clean and sober and you look after and you've created the family you never thought in a million mm. years you could have and i think sometimes you lose sight of the fact that that is a gargantuan task mm. to create something that you didn't have any example of mm. and you've done that and that is to me is a huge marker of success yeah, and right. you should enjoy that when you've helped me realize that success isn't just about how many programs you've made how much money you've earned how many followers you've got what film you work you know i mean the creative sensibility is important when i die yeah. That is the only thing that's actually mm. going to matter. Who did I love and who loved me back? Mm. Really? Well, there you go. I just gifted you another little layer of compatibility. So uh, so what else do you think is compatible? Um, I think... Attraction. That helps. Well, of course. I mean, that goes with that saying. You have to find each other attractive. You have to like each other. We've, we've touched on this in previous podcasts about how much, listener now, ask yourself, do I like mm. the person I'm mm. with? And that we very easily say we love them. And I know I've said this many times before, but I do think it is a message that needs to keep being put out there. I think, I don't know about men because I'm not a man, but in my experience, so many women that I speak to will excuse so many things by just saying, well, because I love him. Mm. And when you pause them and you say, but do you like him? They can't say like. Like is much, much, much more difficult. 
than saying love because love is love has become a word i think it's overused, overused yeah, yeah in, in so. that it's about accepting what you're not happy with mm. but to say you like somebody is a big big deal so if you are struggling because we know lots of people listen to this podcast that are not married and who are in relationships if you don't feel quite happy if you feel desperately miserable if you feel like you're not sure whether this relationship is for you sit down quietly and really ask yourself okay don't part love that's not allowed what do you like about your partner mm. what do you like about them and if you're really struggling i would suggest to you that the relationship probably isn't going to work well i was going to ask a follow-up question to that because if you are struggling with whether you like someone and as you've often said you can think of people you've asked and they can say they love them but they struggle when they get to the word like is it reversible i mean if you if presumably you're going to like you can't control or dictate whether you like someone as much as you can't dictate or control whether you love someone. There's a suggestion in, in what you've just described of saying you can force love, but you can't force like. It's weird, isn't it? Isn't it weird? Because you would think that love because is the, the more intense of the cheapened. two. Because the right. word has been cheapened. Right. So I, just, I wonder whether you can make yourself like someone. I mean, have we, we've had well, times where we've not I, liked I each other's behaviour. I don't think it's about making you like, but I think... If you don't have a partner that you like enough to be able to take the risk to mm. communicate what is going wrong for you and what your boundaries are and what you need from them. It's like I say this a lot because I have lots of conversations with the girls round about about relationships. And I say so often a relationship will go wrong because for various reasons. One of the reasons can be that they're with somebody that doesn't that isn't interested in what they want. But an even bigger reason sometimes is the person can't ask for what they want. Mm. So that's another question to ask yourself. Okay, I don't like this person. They're not doing it and they're not, they're not meeting my needs and they're not da-da-da. But do they know that? Do they actually know that? Because mm. like with you and we come to heads, I'm very, very clear with you. It's like I, I will say to you very clearly mm. like so that there's no grey area a too clearly sometimes yeah but sometimes I might have told you something a lot of times in different ways sure and I could easily go oh well this relationship's this relationship I mean he just doesn't understand and he doesn't and I just don't even know why I'm bothering which is younger when I was younger I would have done that but what now older and wiser I will say okay well how have I I haven't communicated this well enough or maybe I feel mm. too vulnerable to communicate it. Or maybe I feel too embarrassed to communicate it. And you have to be rigorous with yourself. I would say... I, I, I still think I don't go about it the right way. Because what happens is I will suddenly, I'll flip out and I'll just be really... I can be really vicious. And I can be really cruel in what I'm saying. Because I feel like I just want to be heard. And that isn't the right way. And I wouldn't counsel my girls no, to I do agree. it that way. I, th I do think sometimes, just on that point, I think sometimes it's... I do find it sometimes difficult to be that firm with you back, even if I feel that strongly about something you're being or doing. Mm. I think you push back and you refuse to court criticism. Yeah. Uh, much more than I do. I mean, I know I know, I probably but cause you... criticism I know you is wrong. Because I'm not criticising. No, 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 not criticism, I'm saying, but... I'm saying, and this is a really important thing for people who want advice on a relationship, it's not about, like, like, we had a row a couple of days ago, and I said to Mark, it's not about you being a bad person or doing something terrible or having a wrong intention. 
or making me feel a, way, a certain way. I'm saying to you how I am feeling. Mm. And now that could be my own way of processing what you're doing. It doesn't mean that I'm criticising no, you. But, if I'm, but I just don't like But what I'm trying thing. to say is that sometimes if I was to adopt the same attitude or the same safe. process to say mm. it to you, I don't think I'll be met with either silence or a consideration to entertain whether what I'm saying is is mm. right. Because I'm not saying you think you, you know, by and large, I just find it less, I feel less positioned to be able to say it to you in the same way. If I was to say it in the way that you say some things to me, you'd be out the door. But less positioned, well, this is a good point because when I was just saying there, you know, every time we have a big like blow up and I'll tell you something, I, I look very strong. Right, I look very strong, and it feels to you that you I'm often a really have a strong. You often have a trident person. And a crown. I, I, I'm not. I've had to push myself to do that. I don't want the upset. I don't want the unrest. Right. I don't want the cortisol. I don't want the adrenaline. I don't want the overfeeding heart. I don't want the upset. I mm. don't want people hearing me argue. I don't. I don't want any of it. Mm. But I also don't want whatever it is I'm experiencing. Yeah. So I still have to massively work on my delivery, and I know that, and I know it's awful. Mm. But what I'm saying here is that sometimes we have to push ourselves to ask for what we want. And I would say to you, don't mirror the way that... Don't look at me and go, oh, I couldn't say it like you. Think about your way that you can say it. Because I've said to you many times, what are the, thi what are the things that you're unhappy with? And you mm. never answer me. You don't say. I have done. I have well, done. little things. Yeah. But, you, but I mean, you we're don't... not talking about those No, now. no, no. But I'm saying... I do ask you No, that. no, no, but I mean, I think in all relationships, there are moments where one doesn't go there because you have to talk about it. I mean, we talked about this on a programme. What was it? I think on Loose Women. It's about timing. It's about timing. Yeah, it's about and more often than not, yeah, I do feel I could say things if you're in the right headspace to hear it. And mm. I often feel you're not in the right headspace mm. to hear I it. I think that's the same. Yeah, anything, I think that's the case with everyone. I mean, one of the things I would say is compromise, you know, compromise can... One thing I've learned as I've got older is to not view is not viewing compromise as a dirty word or as, you, as somehow a way of Failure. lessening yourself yeah. or effacing yourself or eclipsing who you are or somehow meaning. And I've struggled with that. And I think it's a particular struggle for men because I think there's all that bravura and bravado and masculinity and all that shit kind of creeps into it. But I think if there's any advice I would give to other men out there or partners, I would say, you know, Compromise isn't a dirty word. If, you, if you're both coming from the same place of wanting to be together and you've gone through the kind of like thing and you, you think, well, no, I do like this person, actually. Compromise is totally expected and an ability to listen. I mean, I do think listening is difficult. Now, every relationship goes through periods or protracted periods where what if you were to sort of say, why are we going through so many bloody rows at the moment? It's because we're not li listening to each other. We're not hearing each other. You can have but moments where... Yeah, yeah, thinking. exactly. And yeah. projecting, projecting what people are like. Also, the other thing that I think that you, you have to kind of get shot off is bearing a grudge. Bearing a grudge is an awfully corrosive yeah. thing you know and it's, it's that standard line that a lot of men use of what have you got a notebook where you're jotting everything down oh my god i haven't even got haven't even thought about this but there are as many men like that jotting stuff down and making you know we the person we hurt the most when we do that is ourselves absolutely because absolutely. unless you can forgive and move on then you're in misery so an ability to 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 compromise is really important an ability to listen is really important but something that you've taught me over the years that i wasn't very good at when we first met was an ability to laugh at yourself 
I think laughing at yourself is a really, really healthy thing. Now, it's what the girls really love about you, and I love that yeah. about you as well. And, I, and it's a really good example to the girls that you can laugh at yourself when you've been terrible. Oh my god! I mean, and and I, you know, to the point that even sometimes when I don't entirely agree with what I'm laughing at myself about, <laughs> I will make myself laugh at myself in front of the girls because I think it's important for them to see Maddie, a man laughing at themselves. Maddie's so wonderful because she would do the most brilliant impression of Mark, like when he's been really unreasonable, usually because he's hungry. So he'll just make unreasonable demands <laughs> yeah. about like. And, and she would take the piss out of him. And she always gauges it just right. She wouldn't do it. Someone at the door. Just one second. Well, there we go. Oh, maybe that's Maddie. We don't ever edit this, so I'll just talk to you till whoever it is is here. Oh, there we go. It is. It's the postman. Um, yeah, so she will always judge it really, really well. Um... She wouldn't, like, sometimes it could be a few hours after he's been a bit of an arse, but sometimes she'll leave it two or three days if he's been a bit of an arse, and occasionally it'll be a month later if she's being a bit of an arse, if he's been a bit... And she's learned that. It's just brilliant, isn't it? She I knows also, so, so well. I also, Do you know what? I, and I also know when her sort of feeding on the on the behaviour is happening. She's I know when she's x-raying me. <laughs> she's storing it. She's x-raying me. The other day, you know, me and her were pottering around and right at the end of the day she goes, by the way, what's wrong with Dad today? And I went, why? What, what do you mean? Because you hadn't said anything. Or she goes, well, he's been in a terrible state all day and he'd been in your room. But she just knew it. She just knew Wow. She knows you. She reads you. Frightening. Oh my God, it's all kicking off. Jesus. Anyway, look, I think anyway. we did the best sign off here. That was really, oh, that was kind of useful, wasn't it? Meaningful. Was it meaningful? Was it useful? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, look at Chi Chi oh, lying in the Chi-Chi sun. Chi Chi lying in the sun. Oh. Anyway. Until next time, if you like our channel, please hit the like hit the, button, subscribe, yeah. and hit the notification bell. And if, you, if you're listening to us on a podcast, go and, on. And if you're on iTunes, also hit the stars and leave some nice comments. If you yeah. don't like us, just sod off. <laughs> <laughs>